Is wide receiver Josh Downs the best value pick in the entire 2023 NFL draft? We dive into that all today here on Locked on Colts. Let's get to it. You are Locked on Colts, your daily Indianapolis Colts podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you all for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. This is your daily podcast covering your Indianapolis Colts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Zach Hicks. I am missing my uh, my counterpart here, Jake Arthur. Um, he had a really long week, you guys. Barely got any sleep. You guys saw him living in his car basically last week. So I'm giving him a couple of days off, but you guys still know me and love me from HorseshoeHall.com. I am the film guy over there. Jake, when he is here, is the credentialed Colts media guy for the site and for our lovely podcast. Guys, the 2023 NFL draft is officially complete. So now it's time to rattle off to some superlatives. Gosh, that is a difficult word for me. Rattle off some superlatives. Go through uh, some of our best immediate value picks that the Colts made in this class. Some of the surprise picks that the Colts made. There are quite a few surprises that, that definitely popped up. And then also talk about some players that are currently on the Colts roster that kind of are biggest losers because of who the Colts ended up taking. Uh, so we're going to dive into all that today. But first, let's talk about the immediate value picks in this draft and and obviously you could talk about the first couple day picks here and and we are but uh i do want to start it off with anthony richardson our quarterback uh, our franchise passer that we took fourth overall out of the university of florida look you guys know it's no secret whatsoever to all of you listening to this podcast that anthony richardson was my qb1 throughout this entire process he's a player where the, the film doesn't lie. You know, again, the accuracy is not where it needs to be. There are some mechanical things to be cleaned up, but what this player can do and what he can be is better than any quarterback prospect, not only in this class, but in the last couple classes. He has sky high potential, sky high upside, and getting him with a, uh, an offensive play caller like Shane Steichen. Uh, it's just a phenomenal, phenomenal fit. And I'm I'm actually putting him here in this best immediate value section of this uh, this episode because I think Anthony Richardson's going to play a lot earlier than expected. Uh, Shane Steichen did say the other day, you know, we're not going to rush him out there, but the best way to learn is on the job, you know, learning on the field and getting out there early on. Owner Jim Ursay did say, ultimately, uh, it's going to be up to Shane Steichen, depending on like when Anthony Richardson's going to see the field. But Jim Ursay also reiterated, you know, the best way for these guys to learn is to get them out there early. Uh, so I would not be shocked whatsoever if Anthony Richardson is the week one starter. Obviously, it depends on who they're facing week one. You don't want to throw them out there against like, you know, a game in Foxborough against the Patriots. We saw what happened with Sam Ellinger last year when one of his first starts was was in Foxborough. But I think Anthony Richardson is going to be an immediate value pick, not only for uh, just his own stock, but also for the Colts offensive stock in general. Uh, this is an offense that lacked a lot of playmaking at the quarterback position last year. And now you're adding one of the craziest, freakiest athletes we've ever seen at the position. Uh, the running game is going to take off because of him. And just the just the fear of Anthony Richardson, what he's going to strike in those defenses is going to add so much value to this offense. So from day one, even even if it is a little bit slow balling and he doesn't play immediately, Anthony Richardson is the best value pick in this entire 2023 NFL draft, in my opinion, especially in this Colts draft, because 
this is your franchise quarterback. This is your franchise passer. Uh, he will be that one day. And I ultimately think that he's on the road to stardom. Obviously I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself there, but I love Anthony Richardson. I'm super happy that he is an Indianapolis Colt. And I think that is the best value pick in this draft. Again, uh, to our next player here, I think Josh Downs at pick 79 in the third round is a phenomenal value pick for the Colts. Like, look, this is a player where I wasn't super, super high on him. I didn't have him in the first or second round like a lot of analysts did, but to get a player that is going to be an every down player for you in year one, you know, you're going to get slot production for him. You're going to get 50, 60 catches, probably a good chunk of yards. He's going to be that quick win wide receiver in this offense to get that in round three at pick 79. That is just phenomenal value. Like, yes, Julius Brents might be your starting corner from day one. And I love that pick there in round two, but Josh Downs, what he's going to bring to this Colts offense, the, the level of explosion, the level of, just winning underneath and getting open. Uh, what Shane Seiken's going to be able to do with him in the mesh game. I really, really love the value of Josh Downs there in round three. And it's just hard to find production at any position, you know, at, at round three or round four, wherever you take these guys outside of round one. So to get a guy at pick 79 that, again, from day one is going to have a role on this offense, I, I really, really love that value for the Colts. And, and I think that he's going to be a player where, again, if Anthony Richardson is starting week one, this is going to be your quick win wide receiver. This is going to be your wide receiver, you know, in three by one sets, you might put him on the backside to get that quick win against an outside corner. Uh, you might have him as the innermost receiver on uh, empty personnel, just so he can beat those linebackers with his quick route running ability. Uh, Josh Downs is going to have a massive role in this offense. And, you know, it might not be a thousand yard wide receiver in year one, but I would put good money on him having more than 50 catches this first season, which is again, just great value to add to your team there in round three. So I love the Josh Downs pick there in round three. And I think he's going to just have that immediate impact that the Colts are looking for. The next guy we're looking at is Evan Hole, fifth round running back out of Northwestern. Yes, again, I could have gone with any of these cornerbacks of the Colts taken because those guys are going to have an immediate role just because of the lack of depth of the position. But Evan Hole is a player where if you're looking for the Kenneth Gainwell in this Colts offense next season, that's going to be Evan Hole. This is a guy where Yes, he can add some impact in the rushing game, but he's he's a pass catcher. Last year at Northwestern, he caught 55 passes. I think that's the most in college football among running backs last year. Uh, a lot of short underneath stuff, a lot of Texas routes out of the backfield. He was heavy in the screen game. And again, if you're looking at this quarterback like Anthony Richardson, who struggled in the short passing game and struggled kind of just getting any kind of rhythm underneath, you're adding players like Josh Downs, adding players like Evan Hull, who can get that rhythm going for their quarterback. They they are good on-time players. They're players that are reliable with the ball in their hands. Uh, I think both of these players are going to have immediate impact for the team. And, you know, for everything I just said about Josh Downs in round three, being a guy who's going to be a 50-catch player, you know, Evan Hull, getting in that guy in round five who might be a 20 to 30-catch running back in year one, Again, just great value pick right there for the Colts. Uh, again, he's, he still has kind of some some road to go there to make the roster. He needs to show that he can play out special teams. He needs to beat out Deion Jackson and Jake Funk for sure. But I think Evan Hole is a player where year one, we're going to be looking out at him as one of the best overall values in the entire draft because I think he's going to make this team. I think he's going to be a valuable player for this team, not only on special teams, but also uh, on offense as a pass catcher. So Evan Hole, Josh Downs, Anthony Richardson, I think those are my three best value picks for the Colts because I think all three of those guys are just going to be immediate impact players uh, for this Colts offense. But coming up, guys, we're going to talk about the surprise picks in this draft. You know, which players did the Colts take 
that kind of strayed away from the norm or, you know, not even just straight away from the norm. Just we were just shocked that those guys were available where they were. We're going to talk about that here in just a second. But first, if you're looking for a delicious snack but don't want all the sugar and calories, then you need the best tasting protein bar ever. That's built. You've got to try this. If you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices, but you don't want to want to compromise on taste, then I've got just the thing for you. It's Built Bars and Built Puffs. Built Bars are healthy and taste amazing. Seriously, they taste so amazing. You won't even think that they're good for you. You've got to try this. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they are covered in 100% real dark chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and cookies and cream. And now you don't even have to wait to get a box. For years, we've been talking about just ordering Built Bars at Built.com. But now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sands Club while still getting your specialty flavors at Built.com. That's right. Head to the nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four box of cookies and cream bar, a double chocolate bar, or coconut puff. If you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box of our hit flavors, brownie batter puff and churro puff. You guys can thank me later. All right, guys. So getting to some of the biggest surprise picks and kind of just to, to really talk about what I have for surprise picks here. It's not necessarily me being like upset surprised. It's more of either being surprised that the Colts went against the grain and took a player that's not really in their typical mold or surprised that these players were even available when the Colts took them. So first off, I need to talk about the man of the hour, Josh Downs. I mean, Josh Downs, uh, round three. Uh, this is a player where before the draft, if you told me that the Colts were going to take him, I would look at you like you had three heads. Like There is no chance that Chris Ballard would take a five foot nine, 179 pound or 171 pound, whatever, whatever weight he comes into at Colts camp, a 170 pound wide receiver there in round three. That's a valuable pick. That's a pick that the Colts like to have. And to take a, such a small wide receiver when Chris Ballard's wide receivers average 6'3", 215 pounds. Uh, I will say before this draft, you know, again, we kind of knew a lot last year that uh, Chris Ballard was really in on Sky Moore. I knew going into this draft, they liked Tyler Scott quite a bit as well. So you could kind of feel that the mold of the Chris Ballard wide receiver was breaking a little bit. You know, he wanted kind of that scat guy, that slot guy, that, that smaller wide receiver to complement his two behemoths on the outside and Alec Pierce and Michael Pittman Jr., I just wouldn't have expected him in any any mindset whatsoever to go this small at the wide receiver position. This is not me saying Josh Downs is a bad player. Josh Downs, despite his size, is a phenomenal catch, uh, contested catch guy. Uh, I think he only had like three drops last year, really reliable player. Like he really plays much bigger than his size. But again, there is no way I could have envisioned going into the draft the Colts taking uh, a player of Josh Downs size at wide receiver with such a high valuable pick, you know, undrafted free agent. I see it uh, late round pick flyer. I see it. Uh, but there in the third round at pick 79. Wow. I, I did not see that coming. And maybe this speaks to Chris Ballard being a little bit more malleable with his uh, new head coach hire coming in and Shane Steichen. I'm sure Shane Steichen was pounding the table saying, get me Josh Downs because this is the player I need for my offense. And it, it wouldn't shock me, you know, again, Reggie Wayne, we've heard a lot of, of things about him saying how much he wanted Josh Downs. So again, kudos to Chris Ballard for being very open to a lot of these uh, different types of players, different molds of players while still attacking the, the high level athlete. But yeah, Josh Downs was the biggest surprise pick for me because 
I really would have figured a guy like Jonathan Mingo or Michael Wilson or someone like that would have been more of his mold than a Josh Downs. But I, I love Josh Downs pick. I think it really fits this offense. And I was shocked, but I'm happy shocked. Very happy shocked. Speaking of some more happy shocked players, I'm going to rattle off some two names here that I'm really just surprised that they were even available when the Colts took them. Uh, number one is obviously Adi Adi from Northwestern, the pass rusher. One day I will get his full name right, but Adi Adi is just, one, it's so much more fun to say. And two, no, I just no, I think it's just one. Yeah, it's just way more fun to say. I'm, I'm just going to stick with the Adi Adi for now, and eventually I'll get around to saying his full name. But Adi Adi, the pass rusher from Northwestern, 285-pound player that ran a 4-4-9 at the NFL Combine. Just a fantastic freak of an athlete. A lot of sites, a lot of mock draft simulators, a lot of big boards had this guy going, you know, maybe being available at pick 35 for the Colts, you know, maybe being a guy in pick 35 that they would have to take if they wanted him. He slipped all the way to pick 110 there in the fourth round. And this is just a high value upside pick that the Colts are, are making here. Adi Adi is far away from being contributor, far away from being the high level, high level pass rusher that his athleticism kind of says he is. But again, this is on, on, on day three, you are taking shots on athletes and this is one of the best shots you can take on an athlete. Again, 285 pounds, 449 in the 40-yard dash, the fastest 40 time for someone weighing over 280 pounds in combine history. I really think the upside is there with this player. And if you can just unlock just a smidge of that athleticism on, on the field, uh, we're looking at one of the best value picks in the entire draft. So Adi Adi has a way to go, uh, but I'm really just surprised that he was even available there in the fourth round because – I know round round four, round five and stuff, you're betting on traits, but with those traits, you bet on those traits a little bit higher. You know, I'm, I'm shocked that a team, you know, mid to late uh, round three was not saying like, okay, let's just get this freaky pass rusher and see what we can do with him. Nope, he slips to the early fourth round uh, and the Colts were able to get a player that really can be an impact guy uh, in his NFL career. So Adi Adi, Northwestern pass rusher, big surprise for me, just because I did not expect him there in round four. And then another player that I just did not expect to be there. And this is our, our final surprise pick in this section is Darius rush, the cornerback from South Carolina. Darius rush is a player where I think honestly on film, it depends what game I'm watching, obviously, but I think on film, there are a lot of games where I come away thinking Darius rush is a better corner than Julius Brents. You know, I think they're both similar molds of guys, long athletic corners uh, that need some more development in their technique and just need more refinement before they are really good NFL corners. Uh, but Darius Rush, you know, he has the long speed that Julius Brents lacks. He has some more ball skills that Julius Brents doesn't necessarily have. I think Brents is a little more physical and a little bit quicker. But Darius Rush, former wide receiver, convert over to defensive back. Not a ton of production in college, but the flashes are so good. There's a high energy guy, super athletic, uh, can go up and get the ball. This is just another shot at the Marvell Tell mold. And I love it. Take all the shots on super long athletic corners because eventually these guys are going to hit. And uh, one of my, my favorite follows on Twitter at honest NFL said, this is just another shot at the Richard Sherman mold. You know, this is what Gus Bradley did in Seattle. You know, you're taking shots on the Richard Sherman types uh, and and that's what Darius Rush could be. I'm not saying he's going to be Richard Sherman, but you take take shots on the wide receiver converts that are super long, super athletic, uh, and really can be good corners with a proper development. So Darius Rush, again, another player where 
I am just shocked that he was available in round five. This is a player where I would have taken him in round two and been very happy just thinking like, you know, I can turn this guy into a good corner with the right coaching uh, to get him not only, you know, if you would have gotten him in round three, I would have been pumped. You got him in round four, I would have been pumped. But to get him in round five, wow, I am I am so happy to get Darius Rush. And, I, you know, when we're talking steals and stuff, you know, these are 32 teams that are passing on him m- multiple times. There's probably something there that, for why they slipped. But, you know, the NFL doesn't always hit. The NFL misses quite a bit uh, to get a talent like Darius Rush there in round five. I'm just happy to see the Colts addressing that cornerback position uh, and getting quality players in there in the draft. So Darius Rush, huge surprise for me because I did not expect him there. Adi Adi the same way. And then Josh Downs was also a surprise because I can't believe Chris Ballard went so small at wide receiver, but I'm happy for it. I'm happy for all three of these guys. Excited to have all three of them here in Indy. Uh, and they're my happy surprises of the 2023 NFL draft. But coming up, guys, we're going to talk about some players currently on the Colts roster that kind of lost out with this draft, you know, lost some playing time, maybe have to compete a little bit harder in camp, which isn't a bad thing. But these guys are the biggest losers on the Colts roster following 2023 NFL draft. We're going to talk about that here in just a second. Every day, we'll be back with you guys on Tuesday to keep talking about the implications of this draft class and what it means for the Colts moving forward. So make sure you set those alarms early in the morning and, and tune in every single day. We love you, everydayers. If you guys are an everydayer of Locked On Colts, add us on Twitter at Locked On Colts or at Zach Hicks 2. You guys can see my at right there if you're on YouTube at Zach Hicks 2 or at Locked On Colts. And just give a shout out to us. You know, proudly call yourself an everydayer. I would love to see it. I'll give you guys a retweet or a heart on there or whatever it takes uh, to get you guys to call yourselves everydayers. We love our everydayers here on Locked On. But guys, we're going to talk about some of the biggest losers of the NFL draft. And, you know, you guys knew I had to switch in. I just just had to put a little bit of a negative (laughs) aspect of this podcast. I don't want to just talk about all the positive things all the time. And and honestly, when I'm looking at this overall class, I really can't find negative picks. You know, I would have done a whole section here on the biggest reaches or the biggest uh, flubs or the worst picks. But I really like all the picks. I I can't really say too much about the draft class itself. So we're going to say the biggest losers currently on the Indianapolis Colts roster from this draft. And I think the biggest one, obviously, is Isaiah McKenzie, the wide receiver that the Colts signed from Buffalo this offseason. He was in line to be the starting slot wide receiver, but with the selection of Josh Downs there in round three, uh, he certainly loses out on some playing time. I I think this is a good thing overall for both him and for the Colts. Uh, They needed just a better player there or just a, a higher upside younger player there in the slot. And Isaiah McKenzie can kind of settle into that typical role that he's always been in his career, just the, just the vertical guy, just the sub sub player that comes in, can win vertically, maybe get some underneath catches and make something happen after the catch. But Isaiah McKenzie's at his best when he's a 20 to 30 catch guy, not when he's asked to be a 40 to 50 catch guy. That's where you see the drops come in. That's where you see the inconsistencies. Let him kind of settle into that role, be the punt returner as the wide receiver for, uh, and do a lot of good things. So, Yes, I think Isaiah McKenzie loses out because he's going to lose some overall snaps. And and obviously every player wants to play, but uh, I, I think ultimately this will be good for him and for the Indianapolis Colts. But that's our biggest loser, obviously, not in a negative way. I just, you know, he's going to lose out on some playing time. Some other biggest losers is Dallas Flowers or the Colts' chances at signing a veteran corner. The Colts added three new cornerbacks through draft picks in this class. You know, Julius Julius Brents. Darius Rush and Jalen Jalen Jones there in round seven. Uh, so a guy like Dallas Flowers, who before the draft was in line to start, 
is kind of going to kick down the depth chart a little bit. You know, Julius Brents is obviously going to get more chances than Dallas Flowers. And you can honestly say the same about the other two guys who are younger and also coming in off of being draft picks when Dallas Flowers was an undrafted free agent last year. Dallas Flowers did a lot of good things last season. And I still think he absolutely has a role in this team as a special teamer. Uh, but obviously his his kind of chance to get on the field on actual defensive snaps next year does go down with these selections. He can still win. He can still win a spot. You know, we love Dallas Flowers. We we love his athletic upside. And he did a lot of good things last year. So if he comes into camp next year and has a really, really good training camp, he can absolutely win a spot on this team. It's just it's not a spot that's going to be given to him now because of all this competition coming in. A lot of young competition coming in. Uh, you know, if you look at Julius Brents is 23, uh, Darius Rush is 23, Jalen Jones, I think is 21. Uh, a guy like Dallas Flowers, I think is 24. So it's, a, you know, younger talent coming in. It always hurts a guy's chances at making the roster or earning playing time, but he's going to have a chance to compete. And if he beats out a guy like Jalen Jones or even a guy like Darius Rush, you know, he will make the team. So he still has a great chance. It's just, it's not really going to be given to him like it was uh, prior to the draft. But our other two biggest losers here of the Colts roster in this NFL draft is Kylan Granson and Mo Alley Cox. Yes, the Colts added yet another tight end in the NFL draft. That brings their total in the roster to like 12. <laughs> you know, they have so many tight ends. And honestly, all we can really say right now is Jelani Woods is a lock to make the roster. Outside of that, it is open competition, baby. It is Kylan Granson versus Mo Alley Cox versus Will Mallory versus Drew Ogletree versus Farrell Brown. You five guys are competing for three to four spots. You know, have fun or for two to three spots because Johnny Woods, we all assume, is definitely going to make the roster. So, yeah, you five guys are competing for two to three spots. Uh, so, I'm not saying Kylan Granson and Mo Alley Cox are now going to get cut because of a guy like Will Mallory, but. It just adds more depth and it muddies the waters there at tight end, uh, which is a great thing. You know, again, if you're a GM or if you're a fan watching, you want competition in training camp, especially from a position where we saw flashes last year, but at tight end, it just wasn't good enough. You know, it just wasn't where you needed it to be uh, to be in a really effective group for an NFL offense. So you want competition for these guys, you know, and, and if the best three guys are Drew Ogletree, Farrell Brown and, and Jelani Woods, those three should make the roster and cut Kylan Granson, cut Moelle Cox, and cut uh, Will Mallory. Uh, I do expect Kylan Granson and Moelle Cox to have good camps. They are good players, and I do think they have both have a good chance of making the roster. But it's you know it's more competition, more competition. You know, it's, and and that's always a great thing. But these players are obviously not going to have anything handed to them. And and you know you could see them on the trade block or see them. Uh, get cut on cut down day because it is such a big competition at tight end group. So our biggest losers, unfortunately, from uh, the 2023 NFL draft that are currently on the Colts roster are Isaiah McKenzie, Dallas Flowers, slash other corners, Kylan Granson and Moelle Cox, plus all the other tight ends in that room. But these guys all have a great chance to compete in camp. And, and if they all come out and have phenomenal training camps, they will earn their spots on the roster. This doesn't mean that these guys are guaranteed to be cut or anything or all guaranteed to be benched. It just means that nothing is going to be handed to them because the Colts added so much young, cheap labor to this roster uh, and a lot of talented young players to this roster. So I think that's all we have for today, guys. Make sure uh, all you uh, beautiful everydayers there, you hit me up on Twitter and social medias and let me know that you are a wonderful everydayer. 
We'll be back with you guys on Tuesday to talk more about this draft class and talk about what the Colts are doing going forward. I'm going to try to get a really special guest for you guys because Jake is going to be out tomorrow as well. So we're going to try to get a really fun guest and just have a blast talking about this Colts draft class. But if you guys don't already, follow us on social medias at LockedOnColts, at NFL, and at ZachHicks2 on Twitter. Also subscribe to Locked On Colts podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast. We love your guys' ratings and reviews, and we will see you guys bright and early tomorrow.